Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Slice Podcast. It's your host again, Nathan Rapaka. I am really excited to be back on another episode here at the Slice Podcast. Um, Before we start, I definitely want to apologize to any viewers who have been kind of waiting for something new to show up for the past couple of weeks and our content. Uh, I know I've been uploading some posts on Instagram just about some tennis news and you know, I haven't really been vocal as far as when the next uh, podcast is going to come out. Come out, um, and that's because I've been really busy these last three weeks. Um, I started a new job, so I've been just you know, as you guys know, first full time job. It's always crazy the first couple of months, a lot of training, onboarding. So it's been crazy to say the least. But I'm back. I'm back. Um, yeah, so tennis is back. Tennis is officially back. We've had a lot of small tournaments being played in Australia and other countries, so it's good to be back in tennis. It's great to be back in the ATP swing, and I'm really excited to get started with today's episode. And today's episode is going to be about the ATP Cup and about Adelaide, the Adelaide Exhibition Tournament. So just so you guys know, um, recently we had something called in tennis the Adelaide exhibition it was an exhibition of all most of the star uh star tennis players were in it uh and it was amazing we had serena williams naomi osaka novak Djokovic. we had uh rafael nadal um it was a really pretty cool uh exhibition uh same with i think dominic theme was there too but yeah we got some amazing matches. You know, we got to see uh, Serena Williams play Naomi Osaka, which was amazing. Um, it, it was just awesome to see those two go at it. They actually had a three-set match, so they really entertained the crowd. Nadal played against Theme as well, which was awesome. Uh, Novak played against against uh, Krajinovic, which was cool as well, too. So <clears throat> really a great uh, all-in-all uh exhibition even though it was an exhibition i definitely wanted to talk about it um for i have to really shout out mike handke my good friend for reaching out and actually saying hey man are you gonna review what happened with naomi and serena and i was like i i totally forgot about it so shout out to him for reaching out and yeah for sure it was just a great event because number one you had all the star players this was the first time they had a full capacity crowd in tennis so about 4,000 fans in Adelaide it was amazing just really good scenes Um, it's good to see Serena Williams again obviously playing since her child was born Uh, and also you know the good thing is Australia hasn't had that many um, uh, cases they've only had 78 active cases in the country which has about 25 million people so I mean it's not that bad so in the last couple months. So thank God for that. Thank God tennis is back. But yeah, what great time. Rafael Nadal and Dominic Thiem played. It was a two-set match. Uh, very competitive. One thing I really liked about this exhibition was how players were playing competitive. It wasn't like just, you know, a normal match. So that was good. Uh, so anyways, just wanted to kind of talk about that. Obviously, there's definitely a lot of... Um, things going on in tennis, right? There's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, definitely the restrictions, right? So what had happened was every player who was going to play in the Australian Open or play in Australia 
for some small tournaments. They have to have a 14-day mandatory mandatory quarantine like any other, uh, you know, for example, in the States, if you fly somewhere, you have to quarantine. It's mandatory. So they have to do that. A lot of players were getting upset because they couldn't be outside, at least be outside their room. And many players really spoke about their mental issues, being inside a, a room, not being able to even get fresh air. They weren't even able to go outside. So that was a big topic in tennis. And, you know, my thoughts about this are this, right? <clears throat> you know, every sports organization has taken the right protocols to make sure their players are all safe and everything. But at the end of the day, I think it doesn't hurt for them to go outside, at least get some fresh air, be on the tennis court. No, they don't have to go into public, go to a bar or, you know, go shopping or something. Let them just have some restrictions, like for sure quarantine, but like, I think we're at this point in the world where, you know, things can start kind of turning to at least like, why can't they just go play tennis? It's not like, you know, they're going to be in a huge crowd of people. So that's something I was disappointed of from the ATP, but that was something that happened really recently. But anyways, I want to talk about ATP Cup. For those people who are not familiar with the ATP Cup, this was a tournament that was premiered last year of 2020 in January so it's an international outdoor hard court men's tennis tournament between a bunch of nations so for example Serbia Spain Switzerland um England you know just a bunch of nations um so for this year 12 countries qualified we have Serbia we have Spain Austria Russia Greece Germany Argentina Italy Japan France Canada and Australia so 12 great countries led by, obviously, the top players in the world, the likes of Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Dominic Thiem. We have Daniel Medvedev. We have Stefano Tsitsipas, Kami Shikori, and those are just some little names. Miles Raonic. So, I mean, all the top players are pretty much playing in the ATP Cup. It's pretty much a team tennis type of deal. Uh, so it's really awesome to see how this goes uh obviously so um but yeah we'll see what happens um in this tournament atp cup you know the defending champions are serbia so definitely going to be tough to beat them uh and the cool thing about this tournament we like i said we have 12 of the top 13 players in the atp rankings and it's crazy i was looking at an insight today between all of them they have 244 tour level titles so this is definitely a tournament I would see. If you love team tennis, it's really fun, actually. I used to, you know, in high school, you play team tennis. In college, you play team tennis. So it's really freaking cool. And unfortunately, the only player not in this is Roger Federer because he is injured. Um, but yeah, really cool. But yeah, let's get into some insights here, just so you know. So the defending champions of this tournament is... Serbia, led by no other than Novak Djokovic. Um, and as you know, with Novak, it's it's tough to even beat them. And he's really the only good player, I would say, on this team. Uh, I'll be completely honest. Team Serbia doesn't really have um, a lot of uh, good players. You know, they have players like Krajnovic, Lachovic, and Kejic. Those are Those are some of the players that are playing. But they're not anywhere near the likes of Djokovic. But obviously, if you have Djokovic on your team, 
you're going to win. Last year, actually, they won, or last year, Dusan Lachovic and Nikola Kasic, they both did a great job. Lachovic won four out of six matches last year. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they do this year. Um, you know, last year, uh, you know, when it came to the ties in these tight matches, these team matches, um, they won all the tiebreakers. And Djokovic won unbeaten in singles and doubles. So, but they're currently in Group A, so they'll, they'll have to play Canada, Germany, which is going to be a little tough. You know, Canada led by Milos Rounders, Denis Shapovalov. Um, those two guys themselves are super huge stars. And then on Germany, you obviously have Zverev. So it's going to be tough for Novak. You know, he'll have some tough matches, but, um, you know, Serbia has a real good shot of going back to back. Um, as far as. The next big team, another insight I want to talk about, Team Spain. Team Spain obviously led by one of the greatest players of all time, Rafael Nadal. They were the finalists last year. Nadal lost in a final to Djokovic. Um, you know, so, but Nadal, this Team Spain has Roberto Batista Agu, who is really good as well. He won 5-0 and last year in the singles. So Spain definitely has a chance to return to glory. Um, it's just all dependent how they work together as a team and if the rest of the team can really gel. But they have two guys who can definitely do their job. This year, they're joined in Group B by Team Greece and Team Australia. So Alex de Menar on Australia will be leading the pack. He had a very tough match against Nadal last year. It went to three sets. It was tight, but Nadal escaped. So let's see if they have another amazing match. They're supposed to play, actually, again. And obviously, Team Greece led by no none other than our man Stefano Tsitsipas, the Greek. Um, honestly, not many Greek good Greek players, so he's probably the only one leading the pack. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the the players. You know, we obviously have Medvedev. Medvedev is making his debut for Team Russia, which is awesome. You know, so it's going to be interesting um, to see how this really goes. Really excited for the ATP Cup. Um, today, you know, we had four big matches to lead us off on day one. We had Dominic Thiem and Berrettini, and there was an upset today. Mario Berrettini, Matteo Berrettini, I mean, beat Dominic Thiem 6-2-6-4. Not, I thought this would be at least closer, but I was watching the match, and, you know, the one thing that definitely um, stands out to me is, my God, uh, Matteo Berrettini had nine chances to break, and he converted four out of nine. Dominic Thiem only had one. So Berrettini really held his serve well in this match. His first serve percentage was 74%. Um, Dominic Thiem actually, you know, he, he was serving 69% on his first serve. Um, but, you know, he just made a lot of bad errors. Uh, he didn't really play well in the sense of uh, – you know, the actual, you know, accuracy of the game, right? Forehand, backhand was off. Uh, nothing really was really going for uh, Theme in this match. Really disappointing, actually, to see Theme uh, really falter the way he did. And, you know, it's never uh, never uh, cool to see that uh, for Theme. But, yeah, you know, just, like, let's look at the stats a little bit, you know, um... Like I said, the second serve was a big deal too. So for people who don't know, the second serve point is a really big deal when you're returning 
a player's serve. So Berrettini won 58% of the second serve. Beam was terrible. He only converted 38% of that. Um, so that was really bad. Uh, none of the guys had any double faults. Like I said, they both served pretty well. But once again, Theme missed a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, not good on his part. Another match that we are seeing that we saw today is <clears throat> is Novak Djokovic right now. He is playing uh, Denis Shapovalov. He won the first set 7-5. It's 3-3 in the second right now. So the match is still going on, but from what I'm seeing, it's a very tight match. You know, um, Djokovic has not only broken one out of five, but he's pretty much controlling it from the back, the baseline, hitting his backhands well. He's doing a great job there. Shapovalov is struggling on the service department. Even though he's serving 56%, he's had three double faults. And on top of that, Djokovic is serving absurdly 74%. What's hurting Shapovalov right now is the 54% on the second serve. Um, he's not really winning his second serve that consistently, and that is really messing him up. I have a feeling Djokovic is going to wrap this up within the next 10 minutes. He actually just won his service game. Um, so, yeah, another match. Uh, Fognini, disappointing. He lost to uh, Novak. Uh, not um, Novak Djokovic. Dennis Novak, actually. Never heard of the guy, but... He killed Fonini. He he destroyed him. Um, the thing with Fonini, guys, is Fonini gets into this mental state when he's down. He really doesn't know how to come back from it. Um, you know, he really puts a lot of pressure on himself. He hits himself. He always, like, just psychs himself out. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong. Fonini's had one of the greatest comebacks, right? He's come back and beaten Nadal. He's beaten big players, it's just that sometimes he loses these stupid matches. So, not good. Not good. And obviously, it's good to see our boy Milos Raonic back. He's been injured a lot. So, it's good to see him back. He had 11 aces today. Beautiful serving day. Served 67%. Won 91% of his serves. So, there's the big stat right there. Really good job by him. And I think he's going to be a big factor in Canada's uh, win. You know, so some call-outs for tomorrow. So tomorrow, for tomorrow's matches, definitely watch Medvedev-Schwartzman. It's a big match. Um, I know my buddy Mark Witzke, my buddy Mark Witzke, he drafted Schwartzman in his family's World League. So, Mark, watch the match tomorrow if you can. I hope you do because this is going to be a cracker. Um, we have Rublev and Pela, which is not going to – it's Rublev. So I would watch that. Nadal and Dimonor, I'd watch that. Uh, and – in the night, I definitely watch Zverev and Shapovalov at 6.20 p.m. That's going to be an amazing match. So, you know, uh, and then on Wednesday, they have Djokovic and Zverev to end the night match. You have C.D. Pass and Alex de Menard at 2 a.m. No one's going to wake up for that, but I just thought I threw it out there. And then we go to... Thursday, the big matches are Schwartzman and Nishikori at 2 a.m., Nadal and Tsitsipas at 2 a.m. So definitely, one thing you'll notice about Australia, and you know, just the Australian tournaments or the Open in general, they're always in the morning for us because it's Australia. They're playing in Australia. So it's, it's definitely um, interesting. But definitely, that's just a little overview of what's going on 
in the tennis world. Um, you know, really excited to have tennis back. Um, obviously, it's 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 amazing to have tennis back. And you know, being an avid tennis fan, this is going to be a tournament where we're actually going to see fans, which is going to be amazing. Uh, it, it yeah. So you know, it's obviously going to be very cool to see what's going to happen here. Obviously, right now, uh, we're still waiting for the official draw to come out on the Australian Open. So the draw has not come out yet. It's going to come out, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Monday, the draw is going to come out. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'll tell you this, though. We'll have uh, most of the top players playing, except for Roger Federer, obviously. Um, you know, Osaka's playing. We have a lot of good things. Serena, Simona Halep, <coughs> excuse me, is going to play Yannick Sinner. So a lot of good uh, good matches going on. Um, a lot of good players will be on at the Australian Open. Yeah, so that's really it on tennis for today. I just wanted to kind of uh, put a little, good, little overview about everything that's going on in tennis. It's really good to see uh, this happening again, right? You know? It's good to see we're going to see all our favorite players back, except except Federer, unfortunately, which is, you know, I cry every day thinking about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's crazy, you know, it's it's really crazy to see the game back. Um, but anyways, now we're going to get into some gossip about tennis. What is really going on out of the court? So. Actually, ESPN did an article um, the other day about Curios and Nadal. And this is funny because Curios and Nadal hate each other's guts. You know, they respect each other as players, but they've gotten into some issues in the past. But they both threw some digs at Djokovic um, um, for, you know, for what Djokovic did during the COVID-19 pandemic. If people don't remember a few months ago in June, um, Novak Djokovic did this exhibition tour called the Adria Tour. And Kyrgios called Djokovic out for being really boneheaded and stupid. Um, this was in June, by the way. Um, and, you know, he really called him out because he felt that, you know, he's one of the leaders in the sport. He's like, I think he's described Novak as the LeBron James of tennis, which is true. Um, Novak really is the leader. So he should have set by example. Um, and then even, um, you know, Kyrgios, he went even more insane in a CNN interview. No one's holding him accountable um, and and everything, you know. And, you know, Djokovic even apologized about this. Uh, you know, same same with uh, Nadal. You know, Nadal said pretty much the same thing. But Nadal is so classy. He said it in a very classy way, right? He just said, oh, you just have to be respectful of the condition. Um, you know, we have a privilege to play. But, you know... It's definitely, you know, they threw some digs at Novak there. And, you know, tennis, I kind of like the way tennis is going here with their fiery attitude. You know, people say like, oh, tennis is supposed to be a gentleman's sport. But I feel ever since Nick Kyrgios came into the public eye as an icon, a star of tennis. And, you know, it's crazy how what marketing does for people, right? I mean, there's so many stars who have used 
marketing and the way they act to really promote themselves and make them known around the world. I mean, I can just name a few guys. Conor McGregor, when he was coming up the ranks, he was saying some crazy-ish, you know, but he's really even not like that. You know, after a loss or even after a win, he's super humble. You know, one of his most famous quotes is about being humble, right? He's, he says, right, I'm cocky when I'm cocky in the presser, but I'm humble in defeat. So he can accept the loss. Same thing with Kobe Covington of the UFC. He's someone who was a nice guy. And then, you know, they were going to pull his contract. Dude became a villain. And But that's really not the person he is. That's his persona. So definitely, um, I like kind of how tennis is moving away from the Boy Scout attitude and being a little more fiery. I kind of like it. I mean, people say, oh, it's a, gen- it's a gentleman's sport. And honestly, man, screw all that. I kind of like the boneheadedness. Uh of tennis. Um, you know, when you have different eras, right? For example, in basketball, I'm going to do this basketball analogy and analogy, right? 10 years ago, right? 2011, right? We were watching games, basketball games and being like, God damn, the game is like 91, 87, such a great game. It's so close. Teams were shooting like 43%, 44%. Um, you know, and back then it was the mid range game, right? There wasn't a lot of three point shooting now in 2021, man, you can, everyone's shooting the damn three, right? Centers are shooting threes. Um, before it was just, you had a big man and he never shot threes, but now they're shooting threes. Um, the mid range game has really is a lost art in the NBA. So it's kind of like this, where I look at tennis, right? Nowadays in tennis, everything's ultra aggressive, right? The technology is better in the racket. The training is improved, but also the eras are different. It's starting to get a little bit back to the 70s and 80s where McEnroe really had that fire. Everyone was kind of really, Jimmy Connors was fiery. And I kind of like the way tennis is going with this fieriness. Um, I kind of like it, but at the end of the day, a lot of players don't like it because it's a gentleman's sport, right? It's like kind of like a golf. So, but if you ask me, I love it. Uh, so always going to love that stuff. Other than that, you know, guys, just going to be, it's just, other than that, not a lot of uh, stories going on. Obviously, the big story is Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams match. Um, I was talking to my buddy about this. I think Naomi Osaka is the next Serena Williams. Just the way they look, the their grit, their hunger. You could tell Serena Williams knows it's the end. And she's, like, kind of training Naomi. Naomi's the Padawan. Serena is the master, and it seems like Serena is kind of prepping Osaka to take over the reins, and they just have this demeanor to that man, and I am so excited to see what both these women do at the Open. I hope they meet in the final, and you know, that's my dream match. In the, I need Osaka and Serena, and yeah, but yeah, so anyways, guys, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, I wish I had more to talk about, obviously, but, you know, it's it's hard to talk a lot about tennis, especially when nobody really knows anything that's going on. I wish I could talk about every tournament, do a breakdown of everything, but, you know, it's tough because I want to give you content that is exciting, the big stuff, right? I think easing you into the Grand Sams, the Masters, would be a good way for people to start watching the game instead of overloading you with Tournaments that, you know, I'll be honest, aren't really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. 
people care about the Grand Slams and the Masters in the ATP tennis world. So I'm going to definitely ease in on that. Um, anyways, guys, you know, if you guys have any, like, ideas for me to do, if you guys want any more different content, like, oh, like, if you have any questions, please don't forget to reach out to me. You know, I have an Instagram page, the Slice, at the Slice Podcast. Uh, you know, I can share it on my Spotify if I can. I'll look into that. But, yeah, you know, definitely, uh, you know, please, 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 please uh, let me know if there's any suggestions. Also, let me know if I should bring any guests on. You know, I have a couple people in mind that I want to bring on and share their experiences about the game of tennis. Um, definitely for the Australian Open, I'm planning to do have some people to talk on my podcast. Uh, so we'll see what happens, man. Um, other than that, guys, I hope everyone's having an amazing 2021. It's already February. What what a month it's gone by, hasn't it, guys? So I hope everyone's doing well. You know, being safe. At the end of the day, let's all have peace, love, and positivity those are the that's the message i really want to end this episode with um and yeah love you all see you on another podcast bye bye